Thanks to Native for supporting The Secret Room. Native makes safe, simple, effective products that people use in the bathroom every day with trusted ingredients and trusted performance. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and enter promo code SECRET during checkout. Thanks also to BetterHelp. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com secret. And thanks to Buffy. For $20 off your Buffy comforter, visit buffy.co and enter promo code SECRET. All right, so when my youngest dog was like a year old, I had just given him a bath, had his collar off and everything, and went outside with the other dog, and I thought Jax had run off because he wasn't anywhere to be found. So I freaked out, bawling, calling my kids, getting everyone searching for this dog, posting it on Facebook, driving around, bawling, come back to the house, circle around, hoping he's on the porch step or something. And I'm walking back in the house, and I had already done this at one point, but I had gone through the house yelling for him. Well, that little head had followed me into a bedroom, <laughs> and I had shut the door with him in there, <laughs> and everyone was out looking for him, and I have never told anyone that he was actually in the bedroom. <laughs> I posted a picture that I found him. He was just sitting on the doorstep. (laughs) I was born and raised in Istanbul, Turkey. Today, we welcome Mina to the secret room. Where do you live now? I live in New York City. How old are you? I'm 25. And she tells us an amazing story of achievement. In the United States, it's like this incredible honor to like work hard and get somewhere. A part of my secret is that I didn't have to work as hard to get to where I am right now. But in that context, there's a lot more. So that's why I don't like to share my secret with people. And you think people would look down on you? Not to look down, but to really judge me. Yeah. The path that Mina took is not one people would respect. My name is Mina. I'm able to live the life I dreamt of in an amazing city, but I didn't earn it. How I got to this point is my secret, and I owe it all to my stepdad and something he made happen seven years ago in a decrepit old building from 1880s in Istanbul, Turkey. And so it's a story that she holds close. No one knows my secret. And for the first time in her life, Mina will reveal the place that gave her a shortcut to her dreams. It's legit, it's weird, and it exists. You're listening to The Secret Room, a podcast about the stories no one ever tells. I'm Ben Ham. Okay, I think we're ready to get started. All right. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Hi, Mina. Welcome to The Secret Room. Hi, Ben. (laughs) I'm really glad to have you here. I'm really happy to be here. I read your secret, and I just thought it was amazing... You've been through so much to get to where you are, and it's all kind of a house of cards in a way. It, Yeah, it really is. For all of us to fully understand your secret, I think it's important to know something about your background. Can you tell me where you were born and raised? Okay. I was born and raised in Istanbul, Turkey. Okay. And what were your, what were your parents like? And what was life like as a kid? I don't have a dad. I cut ties with him. 
when I was about 13 or 14. So my mom is my primary carer for a very long time. But a big part of my childhood was that religion. My mom was a Christian and my dad was a Muslim and they separated at some point. So every hangout with my father became like an introduction to Islam religion. And with my mom, we went to the church and like lit candles and prayed to God. You were learning two religions. Yeah, two religions at the same time. Hmm, sounds a little confusing. It was. Like it could have been. Like even before like I went to bed, I had two different religious texts that I would read because I believed in like both Christian and Muslim and I couldn't really distinguish the difference between the two religions. How was your parents' relationship? So as my mom says, when they met, my father was a, like a very gentleman, but she believes that it was to deceive her into marrying him because my mom was like really well off and my father wasn't so well off. So um, by the time my mom was pregnant with me, their relationship was already falling apart. And when I like turned out to be such a hard child, like he really didn't want to be around. So me and my father like really don't mix, like get along at all. Do you speak to him now? No, no, it's been 10 years, more than 10. I love it. I would not change a thing. <laughs> you say you were a hard child. Yeah. What what was what does that mean? How were you hard as a child? <laughs> I wouldn't listen to him. Like he would really push the Quran on me and the Islam religion and that was like his life. Like I I don't have a relationship with him other than like religious texts. Did your parents separate? Yeah. They were married for 11 years, which I don't understand how. Well, sometimes it's hard to let go. Yeah, I guess so. How, how was life after your father left? I actually was happier after he left. And I felt like really disgusted. And I think after that point, like, since like we didn't talk at all, we didn't like have any physical contact. I was like, this guy is just disgusting and is living in our house. Like, that's how I felt about him. He kind of felt like a stranger to you. Yeah, very much. I still don't know who he is, really. I just like to believe that, like, one day in his life, he did something really scary, and he just turned to religion, and none of us know why or how. He left the, the picture. Yeah, he's gone. And it was you and your mom and your brother. Yeah. How was that? My brother felt like he had to become the man of the family, so, like, protect my mom and me. And, like, I felt that shift inside of him. Like, the moment that he became from... He turned from my brother to my, like, father, male figure in my life. But at this point, I didn't feel like I wanted to call anybody father or dad or just have any figure, really, in my life. Why, why didn't you care about life too much? Because everybody was telling me to do things. Like, I was supposed to study for school and I didn't want to. I wanted to make art, I wanted to draw. And I would go to the extent of like drawing on my exam sheets just to like show people that I, I just wanted to draw and I didn't wanna study anymore. But instead of like leaning me towards the path, more artistic path, they just took me out of the art classes that I was already in and put me in more math classes which just made me even a worse person to be around, honestly. You didn't care for school too much? No. And my li like, <laughs> life in Turkey back in the day revolved around like school. 
And inside school, like, I was getting bullied because I was a little over overweight, a little, you know, too easy to pick on. Makes art weird. I was in Istanbul a couple of summers ago. Oh, nice. Did you like it? It's beautiful. Really nice. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've moved on. Oh, I've moved on. Like, before I physically moved from there. <laughs> and then my mom was about to die twice when I was a kid. And, like, all these things were just happening at the same time. Almost died twice. Yeah. Tell me about that. So, the first time it happened, I actually, that's how I started to make art. Uh, because we were in Marmaris, which is a small coastal town in Turkey. They said that she had a virus that went into her brain and she started to faint and have seizures and stuff. So they took her to the hospital. And at that point, my dad wasn't around. So they left me with my childhood best friend who was very amazing artist. Like, you know, those people that are born talented. Yeah. Like she was she was one of those people. And like she still like amazes me with the art that she does. But she was drawing these mermaids. And I was really sad and I was sitting in bed and her mom took both of us to the beach and we collected seashells and like we <laughs> we drank like sangrias for kids and we just had a night and it was it was so nice because I had no idea what was going on but I was sad anyways. Like we collected these seashells, went home and we just started to draw mermaids and put those seashells on like a board. I saw her draw a mermaid for the first time and immediately I was like, that's what I want to do. You want to be a painter. An artist. I want to do what she's doing. That was my first instinct. You knew it right then. Yeah, I knew it right then. I was like, this is, this is it. Mina's laid the groundwork for you. How she achieves her dream in a most unethical manner, thanks to her dad's intervention in a decrepit old building from the 1880s in Istanbul, is ahead as the secret room continues. Tonight at 10.30 p.m., I plan to get in bed. I don't know about you, but I've been feeling the change of seasons here in Washington, D.C., and it is getting colder. And when it's getting late and I'm eyeing the bed, I'm just so happy that my Buffy Breeze is there waiting for me. This comforter is ready to keep me warm and zip me off to Dreamland in a hurry. And I know that I don't have to worry about my allergies because my Buffy Breeze shuts out the dust, the mold, and the mites with its high thread count. And I'm happy to be able to recommend it to my listeners with a discount because this is a product I use myself every day. Secret Room listeners get $20 off a Buffy comforter just by visiting Buffy.co and entering promo code SECRET at checkout. It's that easy. True story. A friend of mine asked me just this week if I really use Buffy. I'm like, yeah, of course. The follow-on question was, well, what do you like most about it? And my answer, that aside from the pure comfort of it, I was really, really happy to have the option for a comforter that is earth-friendly and cruelty-free. I mean, I try to make choices that don't harm or at least minimize harm to the planet, and Buffy is a way to do that with your comforter choice. It's 100% plant-based. The fabric is made of eucalyptus fiber, which aside from being natural, also uses 10 times less water than cotton to grow. And there's no down, the Buffy Breeze is a cruelty-free product. Secret Room listeners get $20 off a Buffy comforter just by visiting Buffy.co and entering promo code SECRET at checkout. And purchasing a Buffy is absolutely zero risk to you. That's because Buffy offers a free seven-night trial. You can give it a test in your own home, and if you do not love your Buffy, you can return at no cost. The Buffy Breeze 
the official comforter of the Secret Room podcast, can be yours with our $20 discount. Just visit Buffy.co and enter promo code SECRET at checkout. Mina had a hard time with her mom's near-death experiences, and she'll also tell us about other factors that contributed to a pretty tough childhood. But despite it all, she was singularly focused. And there was one place that tapped that energy. Also ahead, the terrible ethical quandary Mina is thrust into by her stepdad. So your mom survived the, the brain virus? Yeah, yeah. So the first thing she survived, the second one was more severe because it uh, turns out that she had a hole in her heart for the entirety of her life. And she was a very active person. Like she used to go 10 mile running every single day. And she still has like six pack abs. But on top of them, she has this giant scar on, on her heart. She had to be flown to Cleveland from Turkey to have that operation. What happened to you while your mom was in Cleveland? I don't know. I was just floating around from people to people. Like I spent some nights in even my elementary school teacher's house, like a couple nights. I was just like kind of passed around. How long was your mom in Cleveland for the surgery? I think I would say about a month. And so how was home life for you after your mom got back? I actually don't remember. I think I was just caught up in how bad I was doing in school. How bad were you doing? Oh, so horribly. I think I brought the first F when I was in fourth grade because I couldn't learn the times table. I still don't know the times table, but I'm fine. <laughs> I have a phone. Right. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> did you did you manage to improve your grades after fourth grade? No, not at all. I remember this one memory. It was like the bell rang. I think I was in fourth grade or fifth grade. The bell rang and I was sitting on the stairs just watching everybody like disappearing into their classrooms. And I was just sitting on the stairs and I couldn't move for some reason. And then this teacher comes over and she's like, honey, you have to go to class. And I was like, my mom and dad got separated and my grandma passed away. And so she just kind of left me there. And then 10 minutes later, I just went to class. Mina, you're having a you're having a hard time as a kid. You know, your mom's had bad health. Your father's out of the picture. You didn't have a good relationship with him. You're a self-described hard child. <laughs> and uh, you don't you're not really caring about life a whole lot. You're doing poorly in school. Yeah. Were you happy regardless of all that or? I was happy in one place only. It was the art studio. This is where me being a hard child really comes into picture. <laughs> Tell me about it. So this art studio is like, come here, make art. We're all here. Um, but at the same time, that's the place where I started to smoke cigarettes and go to bars when I'm like 14 and pretend like I'm 18 and just be a bad child, you know? <laughs> yeah. Come home late, smelling like cigarettes. It's not good. I mean, no. <laughs> what did your mom have to say about that? I think I peaked when I came home super drunk the night before the SATs, and she just had nothing to say to me. She was like, you want to fail? Go go ahead and fail. How did you feel at that moment? I didn't really care about the SATs, because I was already applying for art school, so they didn't ask for SATs. Mm -hmm. 
And I had the relaxation of that as well. I'm like, okay, I'll just go ahead and try it. And I ended up scoring 100, uh, 1100, which is a very, very bad grade okay. in SAT. But so to get into art school, though, don't you need to have good grades? You kind of do. But in Turkey, they asked for TOEFL results and a portfolio. So my portfolio was amazing. I'll send you some photos of it. But I I was making really good art at that point. Very technical. Like, I was studying color, line, shading, highlights. Like, I was studying everything. And I was obsessed with studying these things. Um, So I was doing really good on that. So all schools accepted my portfolio, but they all said, like, my grades were too low. Yeah, well, you had Fs in almost everything. Yeah, everything. Everything. Yeah, literally everything. <laughs> you must have been really scared that you weren't going to get into a school, right? I, I had no no fear whatsoever. How did you think you were going to pull it off? No idea. <laughs> no idea. You just figured you would. I mean, just just saying it out loud is just goes to show you how, how much I didn't care about what other people had wanted me to do at that right. point. Because all I cared about was art. Yeah. And it still is. Like, uh, it's a selfish endeavor to be an artist in my opinion because right now i'm not doing much to benefit the greater good of our universe like i'm just in hermiting in my studio and just making art but that's all i can do in this lifetime well some might argue that making art is a very important contribution to society and maybe just the types of arts that i'm into at the moment maybe at some point of my life i'll get to a point where the art that I make or the discoveries that I make about myself through my art will be of something. What kind of art are you into at the moment? I jump around a lot. So I'm making leather handbags, uh, leather and resin handbags. And that's how I make most of my living. Like I sell them. And lately I moved towards like layering resin and painting stuff in between to make like really psychedelic artworks. Tell me how the Turkish school system handles kids like you that are just failing out of every class. Do you get kicked out of school? Do you get sent to another school? What happens? Get homeschooled? No, you kind of travel through schools until you graduate. With all your Fs. Yeah, with all your Fs. So it's really weird. I don't really know how the American system works. This might sound really weird, but you don't actually get kicked out of school in high school until... You're at the very end, like you're at senior year and you have so much F's from like freshman, sophomore, junior year that you would be dropped off. So you'll you'll have the summers to uh, study for the classes that you couldn't pass during the year. And then you kind of just keep going like that and you try to like recover all your classes until you're a senior. But at this point, I had probably 20 or so classes that I had to pass. Oh, my gosh. I wasn't going to graduate. Right. Like, I, if, when I tell you I couldn't care what people wanted me to do, like, this is the extent that I didn't care. So, what I see here is a tremendously talented, or at least motivated, art student mm-hmm. who's excelling at her art, but failing at everything else. And applying yeah. to applying to world class art schools. Yeah. And they're saying your art is great, but you know all this other schoolwork 
kind of falling short. Yeah. So, what, you know, how are you going to, what did you do to deal with that? Oh, my stepdad stepped into the picture. Mina's stepdad takes emergency measures to save her from a life certain to be spoiled by failing grades in school. That's ahead after the break. We all have things we want to get done in life, but sometimes it's just life that gets in the way. Regular listeners will know that I've heard from some of you who've said thanks for recommending BetterHelp. And you know what? You're welcome. I'm glad it's been positive for you. Secret Room listeners can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com secret. BetterHelp lets you get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist at a time that's convenient for your schedule. And BetterHelp licensed professional counselors offer a broad range of expertise that might not be available in many areas. You can talk to someone who specializes in depression and anxiety, relationships and family conflicts, trauma, sexual and gender identity. They are available worldwide with 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. Secret Room listeners get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com secret. And to my listeners who have already benefited, I'm just so glad that you found a place to talk that works for you. However you choose to connect, your therapist is there when you need. Financial aid is available for those who qualify, and my listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com secret. Fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor. Start communicating in under 24 hours. That's BetterHelp.com secret for 10% off your first month. Mina's stepdad is going to save her from her poor scholastic performance in a way that will dismay you. And guess what? It's not unfamiliar territory for him. He's done it before. Okay, so along the way, your your mom got remarried. Yeah, actually, my mom got remarried to her high school sweetheart. Aw. Yeah. How was that relationship? Oh my god, so cute. They're the most adorable. My mom... (laughs) My mom doesn't tell him that she loves him but he tells her that he loves her all the time and he shows it but my mom is just like brick from all the emotional trauma that she went through oh, she's so funny she's like <laughs> and he deals with it he deals with it. he loves it he does yeah so cute because my mom's a really good person my mom's not a monster she just had a lot yeah to deal with in life how's your relationship with stepdad it's great it's not like we talk all the time but he whenever he's introducing me to his friends he he refers to me as his daughter oh yeah which i really appreciate that's special yeah and i called him dad once and i'm like Ugh, no <laughs> didn't feel right <laughs> no 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 okay <laughs> he's better than that uh, i know you mean that in just the best way best possible way it doesn't sound good uh well <laughs> I think you know what I mean. I kind of, yeah. So it sounds like your stepdad had an idea for dealing with your Fs. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm really curious. What was his idea? Okay, so his son was also like me. So his son is this like, imagine this guy who's seven feet two, covered in tattoos, basketball player, 
very hot, but that's not the point. Okay. He's he's very talented. He also failed from all the classes in high school because he was so busy going to what's the called in English? Antraman, like the gym. Gym training. That's it. Uh, and that's why he failed from all his classes. So my stepfather found this school and he sent him there, which is the place that I ended up going. This is a school in Istanbul. Yep. It's registered in the high school lists. It's legit. It's weird. And it exists. How is it weird? The fact that you don't have to go to school and you'll still get a high school diploma is just wild. Okay, so, Mina. Let's break it down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's break this down. Thank you. There is a high school in Istanbul that you don't have to attend Mm -hmm. that you will pass. Not only will you pass, but they will give you special certificates so that you could submit to colleges. Being like, look how good I'm doing. Yep. And the school is fully accredited in the Istanbul school system. Yep. Mm -hmm. And how is this allowed to happen? You know, I have no idea. Why don't colleges in other countries know about this and and, uh, raise questions when they receive diplomas from the school? Because it's a legit school. I honestly, I couldn't tell you how it works out, but there's only three of these schools in Turkey. I'm surprised there's even one. I know. And I I have friends that graduated from all of them. (laughs) Yep. That's the kind of friend group I had. (laughs) I was trying to think of a polite way to say that. Okay. So full disclosure, you you sent me the name of this school, Mm -hmm. which we're not going to mention. Yeah, I think it would be better. Yeah, we'll we'll leave that out. But I Googled it. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, it it matches, you know, the description to a T of how how you you described it to me. Can, Can you tell me what it was like, you know, just going to this school, you know, what it's like, what its characteristics are like and what your experience was there? Sure. I could start by saying I didn't go to school. Okay. I mean, when you went to it, you went to the building. Okay. So, yeah, I went to the building. This was actually, uh, this was a weird bonding moment me and my mom had because we both were really scared to step into the school. It's old. Imagine like this very old yellow, like mustard yellow building. It's falling apart, kind of. I mean, in the photos online, it's not falling apart, but in real life, like, the paint was chipping and stuff. In the pictures, it looks kind of like a prison or a kind of. fortress. Yeah, like a place where in 1880s, like, a princess would be, like, locked in. It's a weird place. But inside of the building, it's like, you can see the most beautiful view of the Bosporus. That's why I feel like it used to belong to, like, a very rich person. But then they just didn't keep up with it. it. It was definitely a house. It wasn't a school. It was house turned into a school, which was even weirder. Hmm. So you go in. So you go in. You walk in from these like really old, dented marble stairs that are cracked. And it was winter, so some light snow on the ground. The first day, me and my mom go in, really silent. If you were to drop a needle in the school, you'd hear it. It's that silent. No students whatsoever. So you go up the stairs and there's this tiny little basketball court and then directly from the basketball court you enter the building and it smells of like old wood and mold and so so quiet and I'm sure it's haunted because some creaks were coming from like the building itself it's so weird anyways we walk in these like hallways that are covered in like random art pieces that are just finger paintings but like just I don't know really weird 
So we walk in the hallway, and it smells really weird in the school, like old mold. And we go into the principal's office, and this lady is the principal. That they say it's the principal, but I would argue otherwise, <laughs> real strongly. What do you think she was? Someone who stayed in the home, like a homemaker. Hmm. Okay, let me start by saying she was like si- late 60s. Okay. See, so you think she was just like a caretaker for the building? Yeah. Huh. Or someone's mom. Definitely someone's mom. Or a student's mom? I mean, actually, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. A grandma, a maybe. Grandma. Okay, well, she didn't She didn't seem like a true headmaster to you. Definitely not. <laughs> okay, but anyway, you went to her <laughs> office, and yeah. what'd your mom say to her? I don't know, because I didn't care to listen to it. I was more interested in what they had in in this place that they called the principal's office. So, as my mom is doing her business, I'm just, like, walking around, looking at the library. There are these odd, odd books that are lined up. Most of them didn't even have a cover. Most of them just looked like fake old books that didn't have a name that was just, like, stacked in a line. Hmm. Across from the principal's sat the school psychiatrist i don't know if you have that in uh, america but in turkish schools they have uh, psychiatrists in every school okay so the school also had one i think it's a mandatory thing but it doesn't sound like there were too many students around there's no one around no one that's why it's so it's so weird i have no idea what these people are doing in that school the principal looked like she was on some sort of drug because her eyes were like slightly closed and she slurred. <laughs> she was really slow. Okay. So I don't know what was up with that. And across from her sat the psychiatrist whom like it's like a Tim Burton movie. <laughs> right. Her hair was slicked back in a bun and she was wearing these glasses that had chains and the chains went around her neck. And she was just typing away at her computer, and I'm like, what is she typing about? Because there's there's nothing to do here. And they have these odd little sugar bowls in all, like, surfaces, and old hand-crocheted white all over the place. It's so weird. You remember it so vividly. I do, because I didn't care about what was happening, but I was just so curious about the the environment that I was in. Maybe the psychiatrist was writing prescriptions for the headmaster. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, yeah. (laughs) And so there's there's staff there, but there's no students that you could see. Nope. Mm -mm. When you started telling me about this, my impression was that you were going there to enroll. Yeah, I was. I was enrolled in there. You were enrolled. Okay, so... Yeah. I'm really interested to hear about your curriculum. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I wish I knew so I could tell you. Yeah, well, so what happened next? Your mom talked to the headmaster who slurred (laughs) words back to her. But what what happened in the exchange? What, What decision was made? They took me in to the school because they saw how desperate I was. And they saw that I was accepted to all these art schools. But they all said, like, your grades are too low. And if you don't fix them until the end of the year, we're going to keep you in wait list and you can try again next year. That was the answer I got from all schools except for one. And they just gave me the presidential like scholarship. I'm like, what's going on? Like I'm getting uh, all these letters from all these schools saying like your grades are too low. And this one school is like, here, have the biggest scholarship that we have. But I didn't go to that school, obviously. Why not? It was in Maryland and I wasn't going to... I, I wanted to be in New York. New York was my dream, my love. And that's where the finest schools are. That is, yeah. 
which was one of the schools that wanted me to raise my grades was located in New York. Okay. So your mom explained to the headmaster that you had low grades, but you had all these great college offers and something needed to happen. So what did the headmaster say? The answer's next. And a very surprising coincidence awaits Mina in New York. It's all after the break. Can we pause for just a moment and talk about a great way to stay fresh? I want to recommend Native Deodorant. Bottom line, the stuff is good, it works, and it's aluminum-free, safe and effective. Let's talk. I travel a lot, so I thought it would be fun to get the Travel Sample Pack, which has five travel size bars in different scents. They're the perfect size to fit in my shaving kit and save room, and I'm really enjoying switching up the scents, you know, to match my mood. I'm really liking the citrus and herbal musk right now, but you do you and get the scent that makes you feel like you're coming alive. They also offer an unscented formula and baking soda-free formula for those with sensitivities. Nice options. Secret Room listeners get 20% off your first purchase by visiting nativedeodorant.com and entering promo code SECRET during checkout. And when you do, you'll be getting a product that people, in addition to your podcast host, just love. That's because Native has over 7,000 five-star reviews. I've been a customer since July, and in the heat of the summer, Native kept me nice and fresh, and now that it's gotten a bit chillier, it's doing the same service for me under my sweaters. You know what I'm talking about, and I'm just saying, this stuff performs. I also like Native because it's made with clean ingredients, and when I'm deciding what products to put on my body, that is a top consideration. Get Native now at no risk. They offer free returns and exchanges in the USA. Native deodorant. As a Secret Room listener, you qualify for 20% off your first purchase by visiting nativedeodorant.com. Just enter promo code SECRET during checkout. That's 20% off your first purchase by going to nativedeodorant.com and entering promo code SECRET at checkout. Do you want to know more about Mina's art? That's ahead. But first, Mina's mom explains their situation to the headmaster. They said, sure, um, let's do the paperwork. And at the same time, I don't know if the story is like re related, but at the same time, the art teacher walked in and I had this slight unpleasant conversation with the art teacher. Slightly scary. Like he took me to a room and then he just like, I showed him my art and he hated it. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What, what didn't he like about it? I'm really into graphically dying stuff. Which meant at that point of my life, I was drawing a lot of faces that had like octopus coming out of the mouth or like eyes that are black. Like regular teenage that's having some mental issues that is drawing death. Let me give you a description of his, his appearance as well, because it's also very characteristic. He's this tall 6'2 guy dressed in all black, black gloves, and he's wearing this long brown cape. <laughs> cape? A cape until his foot. <laughs> it's perfect. And he his hair is slicked sideways in a very like Soviet Russian army man manner. Sounds like Dracula. He was so scary. Hmm. Yeah. So he took me to the classroom next door where there's nobody, obviously. And he was just telling me that like I have some ideas and my technique is really bad, which I know that at that point my technique was so good. 
And he was just saying all these bad things to me and like trying to discourage me from making art. And I just couldn't understand it. Later, I learned from the principal that all the weird, really bad art in the hallway that I saw was his art. So I was already like really judgmental of his art before I met him. He did the finger paintings. Yeah, he was the paint. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what came out of that that meeting? Did he tell you that classes were going to be on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays? or? No, he just kind of bashed my art and he, he let me go. And that was it? Yeah, that was it. And then I never saw him again. Never saw him again. He didn't have... No, never. He didn't have a class he had to go to. He just, no. Okay. He just told me that I'm a bad artist and moved on. So at that point, you went you went back to the headmaster's office. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I actually left the school for the day. But the next day, I came in getting my Starbucks coffee and like with my music because I knew that the following day, I was going to fill up 20 exam sheets. Why would you have to fill out 20 exam sheets? Because... The teachers handed me the exam and the teachers handed me the answer sheet and told me to score around like 75 to 85, uh, which equals to four out of five. And I'd be done with school. So let me let me see if I've got this right, Mina. Okay. Okay. (laughs) They're giving you exam sheets for all the classes that you've failed. Mm hmm. 20 of them. Mm hmm. And they're also giving you the answers. Yep. And they left me alone. And your job is to go through and score about an 85. Yeah, on each of them. That is stunning. It was the best day (laughs) of my life. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I put on my music. Okay. This is cheating, you know, by the way. Is it? Pretty much. No. (laughs) I hate to break it to you. (laughs) I think you know that. So you put on your earbuds and you listen to music and and you uh, proceeded to get a B on everything. Yep. Mm -hmm. I did. You got through all all the classes that you'd failed. Yep. And um, did they give you any other tests? Yeah. The following day, the third day, I went back to finish up all the exams that I had remaining for that year so that I wouldn't have to go to school again. So you were able to work ahead. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Great. So so that I could focus on what I'm doing. Right, okay, so you could focus on your art. I mean, you know, that's a positive. Absolutely. So did you, you didn't go back to school? Nope, not at all. I was a free bird after that. And you already had your passing grade from... The fake school. The fortress. Yeah. The prison. The design school thing is kind of done because I submitted a renewed transcripts and they never asked any more questions really about the high school. And I just didn't give them any answers or anything to worry about. Yeah, so I was going to ask you about that. The design school had already received from you a transcript showing, you know, you'd been failing classes all through school. Yeah. And so now you send them a revised transcript showing good grades. Yep. And they didn't have any question like how did this class and that class and this class all get changed? Well, we explained them how the Turkish school system works. Like you can fail classes until like senior year and then you can pass all of them at once. And I transferred to an easier school that is closer to my house, which was obviously a lie because it was so far away from my house. Since the transportation time was so little from home to school that my grades were getting better. I mean, what a lie. Okay, so you had a story and the design school accepted it. Yeah, they didn't ask any questions. My portfolio was really good. And that's what they're mostly concerned about. Yeah. So you must have been on top of the world. Oh, you don't even know. The day that I got accepted to the design school, the only high school boyfriend I had for one day broke up with me over text. Why? I don't know. 
he was just like, I think I like this other girl more. Okay. I was like, all right. Well, good riddance. I just got accepted to a design school. A top design school. <laughs> yeah. You told me which one it is. It's it's one of the finest. Yeah, it's it was the day that I received that letter. I will never forget. I was so happy. How did your mom feel about it and your stepdad? All the suffering that my mom went through because of my low grades, like going to parent-teacher conferences and having to hear that your kid's going to fail school and they might have ADD or whatever, that they're not focusing to, oh my gosh, she just got accepted to her dream school in the United States and now she has a chance to like go to America and like make something of herself. For my mom, it was like this darkness that got lifted off her back. Did you and your parents, and that's your mom and your stepdad, did you ever have any discussion about, you know, the morality of the situation? And No. <laughs> you know, how maybe you shouldn't take this as a life lesson? <laughs> no. We don't believe in emotional talking. How do you feel about it personally? I feel really good, Ben. Oh, my God. I couldn't even tell you the amount of emotional stress that I went through because I wouldn't listen to anyone. I just knew inherently somehow that my path was going to lead to art and that I had to like just keep making art. And it's still it's still the thing that I do every day, the thing that I believe in every day. I mean, obviously you're happy where you are. You feel that the ends justified the means. Yeah. But I suspect, Mina, that on some level you do have some level of, I don't know if it's remorse or feelings about this, because you do keep it a secret. You wanted to tell your story here on The Secret Room. Yeah. Why, why did you want to tell it? So I've been listening to your podcast for the longest time, and I started to think, like, if I had a secret, what, what would I want to tell? And this story really popped up in my head, because how many people like, graduate from a fake high school? That's kind of crazy. And the, and the fact that they handed me the answer sheets, it's like, I wanted to share with people something so crazy. <laughs> well, you did. Yeah. But also, sometimes, like there's been maybe four instances in my life where I, I'd say praying, but I would also say like begging the universe for a way out. And sometimes it delivers. One of those times was when I was in high school. And I was just like, I don't want to do what's being asked from me like give me a way out so when i got kicked out of my original high school because i was going to bring down everyone else's grades i had the freedom to start my own studies so that i'd be prepared to come to united states and really like prove to my teachers and peers that i mean in my heart that i i may have cheated a little bit to get there but once i got there i knew that i had to be there and I had to try. So you're replying yourself now. You're doing everything by the book. Yeah, I am. Do you think it was cheating just a little bit? Or do you think that was kind of a, a lot? It was a good amount. I'm not going to lie. It was a good amount. Just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> if you were ever faced with a similar situation in the future, do you think you, you would do it again? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I can't tell you that I won't. Because I'm not that kind of a person. And it's not to say that I'm a bad person. It's just, if it's not going to hurt anyone else and it's going to ease my life, I'll do it. Because by submitting the best portfolio I could have ever made for an art school and submitting 
and just having bad grades, like, I feel like that school really wanted me to be there as well. You think you might have hurt somebody by taking a spot that would have gone to somebody who had better grades? No, I don't think so, because it's not that kind of a school. Like, they're very open and particular about the kind of student that they want. And my portfolio, like, I knew what they wanted. And I specifically made my portfolio towards what they wanted. So my entry would be guaranteed. Like, there was some pieces that had a wow effect. Just like, I'm good, just look over my grades because I'm a good artist. I don't think I took anyone else's spot for my education. Like, I was going to get accepted anyway. Mm -hmm. Do you know anybody else who graduated from the fake high school? Yeah, I do. Uh, Other than some of my other... Uh, high school friends who couldn't take the strenuous schedule of a high school. <laughs> I met two two people, actually, that graduated from my college, whom I graduated the same day from that fake high school, and I had no idea. What are you talking about? We never met. That's impossible. Two other people. That's crazy. How did you put that together? The first time, the person told me right away. He was like, oh, I'm from this high school, and I... I asked him what year he graduated, and he said 2012, and I'm like, oh, me too. <laughs> we were classmates, and we had no idea. <laughs> but you never went to class. <laughs> no, we never went to class. I, we talked about it. Like, I think that was a bonding moment between me and that guy. Like, holy shit. He never told anyone either. You must have had a pretty good laugh over that. Oh, we did. Oh, yeah, we did. And so you told me that you (laughs) confessed your secret to a friend just a couple of days ago in preparation for this interview. (laughs) Yes, I have. How did your friend react? Oh, my God. She was floored. She, uh, her jaw was open for five minutes. I'm not even kidding. That's the moment I realized, like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Maybe this should stay a secret. (laughs) Yeah, maybe this is, like, a little bigger than what I expected. Mm -hmm. Right. Wow. But yeah. Did you learn anything from this whole experience, Mina? No. Nope. Learn nothing. <laughs> okay. I mean, I probably have, honestly, let me be real for a second. I probably have learned a lot of stuff. High school, like emotionally, like my father and stuff, like everything was so hard emotionally that like art was just an escape and I just wanted to be there. I wanted to make art. Ugh. So what what's in the future for you? More art. More art. That's what it's going to be. Just yeah. art, art, art. Do you see your art developing in any particular way? Actually, my art has been developing rapidly for the past, I'd say, year. After I dislocated my shoulder, I had time to like look at my life in very introspectively. And I took some mushrooms... I had some ego deaths, multiple. After all that journey, my art has kind of became my teacher because as I create, it's almost like an internal language between me and myself. So we're exploring that. (laughs) Okay. Well, you're definitely introspective. You're a thinker. I can feel that you're an artist. I like art. I think that's great. Thanks. And congratulations on starting a career. Thank you. In New York City. Yeah, I know. Mina, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Thank you, Ben. You're welcome. Mina's an artist through and through. 
And while she's not sure she contributes to mankind, I'd counter that art is a pillar of society. But I'd be lying if I didn't take issue with the shortcut she benefited from. We can't lay all the blame on her shoulders. She was a minor at the time, and she was following her stepdad's direction. Still though, I have feelings. But I can tell you I'm really excited about Mina's art. She is the real deal. And if you'd like to see some evidence, I have pictures for you. I'll send you my old art, the photos of the school. And you just have to see the school. It's just like she said. And what about Mina and her doggy? Sure, yeah, I have a photo with my dog that's really cute. Aww. She's the love of my life. Kind of sad, but it's okay. Mina's face is obscured, but I've left Heidi's face in full Technicolor glory. What a pooch. Producer Susie, I heard a rumor that we're feeding an extra episode in a week. Oh, you heard right. It is a special announcement, something that we've been working on for eight months. Oh my God, what a tease. (laughs) I am not going to say anything. Just come back and listen next week. Do you have a knee-slapping, hilarious secret to share? Send it along at our website, secretroompod.com. Thanks to the Street Secret team and our great staff, Susie Lark, Sachel Brooks, and Alessandra Nigro. Chet is the sound engineer, and Elkid is our shadow producer this week. Our music and theme are by Breakmaster Cylinder. I can't ever get enough of BMC's music. So catchy. Apple Podcasts is a great way to listen, but we're on all the players. Choose the one that works for you. And we'll see you there for a constant stream of fresh secrets. Your favorite indie podcast that could has a special announcement in just one week. That's the evening of Tuesday, December 3rd, 2019. We're excited to share, and I want to tell you all about it right now, but we just can't, because we need another week to prepare. So hang in there. This is The Secret Room, a podcast about the stories no one ever tells. I'm Ben Ham. <laughs> Pot on, Ben. Pot on, Mina. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> nice. Nice. I'm hoping that somehow, some way, I'll make a living off of my art, move to Alaska, and just be in complete isolation. That's my dream. <laughs> You'd like that? Yeah, I would love that. Just you and your dog? Yeah. In the snow? Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. Perfect.